We've been discussing some of the strategies of the Yetzirah when he sees that we are inspired and have moments of clarity about life and making certain changes. We discussed already a number of different angles and they're probably much, much more. But today I'm going to tell you the last one, at least being the last one that we're going to discuss. One of the big challenges when a person is inspired to upgrade their life is that, that they feel which is true that by changing they are admitting that till now they were wrong. <laughs> so if I never kept Shabbat and now all of a sudden I keep Shabbat so basically I'm informing the public that for 30 years I was wrong. If I never ate the what the right way and now all of a sudden I change so I'm saying I've been wrong for 40 years. I never went to shul in my life. All of a sudden I show up. What am I saying? Saying that all these years, I've been wrong. I start learning. I never learned before. I'm admitting that I was wrong. And that becomes one of the big challenges for anyone who is inspired to change. They view the Yetzirah focuses not so much on the new, but focuses their mind on the old. And how now they're rejecting all those years and are saying, I made a mistake. Now, that's not an easy thing to do. In the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, it talks about all different people that make a mistake. They sin and they have to bring a sin offering, Qurban Hatat. One of the people that it talks about is a Nasi, is a leader. So generally speaking, when it talks about the different people who sin, for example, let's say the Kohen Gadol sin, he has to bring a special sin offering. So the way the Pasuk introduces the sin of the Kohen Gadol is Im Had Kohen If the anointed Kohen, this is what he has to do talks about the Jewish people in general as a group sinning because of the wrong 
halacha given by the Sanhedrin, the Bet Din Agadol. Ve'im kol adat Yisrael yishgu. And if the people sin, or when it talks about an individual that sins, it says, Ve'im nefesh ahat. And if one soul sins, obviously, that's the way you introduce it. If someone sins, that's what he has to bring as a as a korban. The only one that was that was written different is when it comes to the nasi, comes to the leader of the Jewish people. Over there it says, Asher nasi yecheta. Not im nasi necheta. Not if the nasi. Not if the leader sins, rather when the leader sins. Asher nasi yecheta. So Rashi Alava Shalom brings the words of the Midrash. Hazal tell us what's behind this word Asher. It should say Im. It should say if. Why are you saying Asher? When? Comes Rashi Alava Shalom and says that the word Asher, pay attention to this, is Lashon Ashre. Asher. He says, is the language of Ashre. What's Ashre? Fortunate. Ashre Haish. Ashre Yoshvevetecha. Fortunate. So the word Asher says Rashi, although it means when, but it also means fortunate in this context. Fortunate? What a weird thing. That a leader sins. That's when you say the word fortunate. Ashre. When this leader sins. Well, why is that? Why is that fortunate? Says Rashi Alava Shalom. Ashre hador. Fortunate is the generation. Shean nasi shalom. That its leader, Noten Lev, is honest and he is conscious and he brings a korban for his sin. To bring a korban for his sin, you first have to admit that you sin. So when a leader comes, when the king comes into the Veta Mikdash and they see him bringing a Korban Hatat, that's a huge step of saying, I made a mistake. If you have a leader that's willing to say he made a mistake, not only is he fortunate, but fortunate are the people around them. Something very rare in life to see a leader admit that he made a mistake. Leaders make many mistakes. But rarely will you find a leader that gets up and says, I made a mistake. Even when the mistake is clear to the public, 
they figure out a way how to communicate it in a way that shows it wasn't really a mistake, as if it was planned that way, or the results weren't really better than you imagined. Oh, you lost the war. No, no, we really won the war, but you lost. No, that was, re that was the plan. The plan was to win in this way. But wait, wait, you said in the beginning that the goal was to annihilate your enemy. No, we didn't mean to annihilate the enemy. We meant to annihilate their leader. That's what we meant. So it was a success. You'll have all this kind of communication, basically never to admit that anything wrong was done. You'll never, or it's very rare, that a president of any country will stand up and say, my dear country, I was wrong. I made a mistake. I went to war against a country and it was a mistake. You'll never hear that. And if you do, you should pinch yourself to make sure that you're still breathing when you, such a, that a person gets up and makes, says, I made a mistake. Huge. Says the Torah, fortunate are the people who witness a leader that gets up and says, I was wrong. It takes a big person. It takes an honest person. It takes a real person to get up and say, I made a mistake. And that's just for one mistake. To go and say I made a mistake for 30 years, that's quite a person. But the person should know that if you indeed make a mistake, it's a great opportunity for being a fortunate person and a fortunate role model to your family and to your friends, to your children. Actually, admitting a mistake is so beautiful, so beautiful, I'm, this is what I'm saying on my own, that it may be worthwhile just to make a mistake. So you go up and say, I made a mistake. Because the fortunate isn't on the guy who didn't make a mistake. It doesn't say fortunate is the nation that has a leader that didn't make a mistake. We don't see fortunate by that. Fortunate is the mistake, is the one that made a mistake, as I admit it. Which means it may be harder to admit a mistake than not to make a mistake. What Alice saying is beautiful. That look at the Malchut of Am Yisrael, the kingdom of Am Yisrael was given over to Yehuda. Why did Yehuda deserve to become the dynasty of the kings of Am Yisrael? He wasn't the Bechor, he wasn't the firstborn. But the Pasuk we just read in last week's parasha, Yaakov Avinu tells Yehuda, he says, by you, Yehuda, 
Yehuda admitted he was modet. He admitted by Tamar, the Midrash says, why was Yehuda Zocher to become a king? Because when he made a mistake or it was an embarrassing situation for him and he could have opted out by not saying anything. He stood up and he says, I was the one. He took responsibility for his action. That was the, we'll call it the midah, the characteristic that made Yehuda capable of being a leader. There's nothing more beautiful actually than when a person gets up and says, I made a mistake. It's a beautiful thing. It shows honesty. It shows humility. It shows growth. But it's hard to do. Or at least the Yetzirah makes it hard. The Yetzirah makes you feel like you should be embarrassed. Could you imagine what the Torah calls Ashret? What the Torah calls, you're so fortunate, you're so blessed, you're so lucky to have such a person in your life. Could you imagine a person getting a gold medal and being embarrassed for it? The Yetzirah convinces the guy who should be Ashret, the guy who just got the gold medal in life, and he got up and admitted and did something so special, like I said, for himself, for his children. What better message can a father give his children if he stands up and says, I want to tell you, my sons, my daughters, I made a mistake. For 30 years, I've been doing something a certain way. And I want to tell you, I know better today. I learned, I grew. It was a mistake. Do you have any idea how powerful that is? Besides that he admitted and besides that he taught them something new. He taught them how to become open to learn. How to become open to change. What better thing could you want for your children than to be open to become greater in their life, to change their bad habits, to be open to hear somebody else's opinion, to be willing to put their opinion on the side if they hear something better. Isn't that what really life's about in success? How could you succeed in life if you don't hear somebody, if you're not willing to change and bend when you see something that's better? Isn't that what a father, isn't that what, what really all of Hinuch is about? Isn't that why we go to school altogether? So that we could learn and realize our mistake that we made yesterday? The whole process of learning, of school, of education, of growth, the whole process is basically to look at the mistakes that you made or could make and correct them. 
So what greater model could there be that a father gets up and tells his family, I made a mistake. I was wrong. So powerful. That's a gold medal. A gold medal father. A gold medal mother. A gold medal leader. Get up and say it. I made a mistake. I was wrong. The way I spoke to you yesterday, I remember I had an incident years ago. Happened to be with an Israel, but no connection to Israel. One of my children did something that I didn't feel was appropriate. And I gave them some words. But I didn't feel good after I spoke to them. I felt like it came out of anger and not so much out of love. And it was really bothering me. And that night, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, how do I fix this? So I remembered this pasuk, Asher Nasiya Haida. I said, I have to go tomorrow and tell my son that I'm sorry I made a mistake. Not that I made a mistake in saying something, but I made a mistake in the way I said it. I was wrong. That's how I went to sleep that night. That the next day, I'm going to go over to my son. He's 15, 16, whatever he was in the time. And I'm going to tell him I made a mistake. So I went to sleep. Next day, I'm with him. Can't do it. Can't do it. How do I say it? Like, what, son, I, may, I, I couldn't do it. I'm, it's like, I'm, I'm there, I'm with him all day. I'm in the car with him. I can't do it. I can't, I can't get myself to do it. Trying to say, how do I say those words? Can't do it. It took me, I think, two days to find the courage to sit with my son and say, I want to tell you, Remember what happened two days ago? I had to even like start talking so I could force myself into it. Because sometimes you just gotta like corner yourself. I couldn't say I'm sorry or I made a mistake. Remember what happened? I started in the conversation and I said it. Oh, it was one of the biggest thrills in my life. If I'm telling you about it, I remember. It was a thrill. Like I did something, but it wasn't so much of a thrill. It was bigger than that. I believe I changed my son's life because he saw something very special that a father told his son sincerely I'm sorry I made a mistake that's a gold medal like I said it's worth it to make a mistake with your family in order to get the gold medal <laughs> But I think you don't have to make mistakes on purpose. There are plenty of things that you could apologize for. Yeah. Imagine 
Ashre. A father, a mother, a rabbi, a leader, a teacher, the leader of the company in business. Stand up and tell the people that work for you, I made a mistake. Say it. Gold medal for you and them. You'll be changing lives when you do that. It's amazing how sometimes one word could change someone's life. What does the answer tell you? Don't do it. How could it be? He makes the gold medal look like you are belittling yourself. It's unbelievable how he manages. Usually when you see him go strong, it means there's something very big that he's trying to protect. If it takes me two days to say that to my son, that means it must be something very special. It's not easy. Go ahead, get up and say, I was wrong for 30 years. I didn't do the right thing on Shabbat. Say it. Try it at home this week or on Friday night table. See how it works. Bottom line, one of the strategies of the Yetzirah when you become inspired is to make you feel that you're admitting the wrong of so many years. Which is true. You are. But really, it's a gold medal to do that. He makes you look at it as a negative. When it's actually gorgeous. It's beautiful. But it's a struggle of mankind since its inception. Most people think Adam Arishon's sin was to eat from the forbidden fruit. That was not his sin. It's a mistake. If you open the Torah, you'll realize that was not his mistake. Because when Hashem came to him after he ate, the words that Hashem told him are, they are the words. He says to him, he tells him, Ayeka, where are you? He says, Hashem tells him, Hamin ha'etz, Asher tzivitichat. Is it true? Is it possible? That from the tree that I commanded you not to eat, Lebiltia cholim menu achaltar? Did you eat from the fruit? You don't think Hashem knows if you ate from the fruit? Why did Hashem tell him that? Why did Hashem tell him? You ate from the fruit. That's it. You brought death onto the world. You're getting thrown out of Gan Eden. Why did Hashem ask you? Did you eat from the fruit? Answer is, because Hashem knows that we are humans and make mistakes. Making mistakes doesn't make you get thrown out of Gan Eden. Not in the time of Adam and not in today's world. Making a mistake doesn't make you lose your privileges. But when Adam says, Aisha, 
I didn't eat it. She gave me to eat. When he couldn't own, Hashem gave him the chance. He says, did you eat? All Hashem wanted to hear from him is, I made a mistake. So he says he ate, by the way. But he didn't, it wasn't his mistake. Very often in life, you know, we say, yeah, we did this, but it wasn't my fault. Yeah, it's her fault. Of course I said the wrong thing, but she's nuts. Of course. I admit what I did. Do you know what kind of parents I had? I know I don't do the right things. You know what kind of upbringing I had? I think most people who read the Vidu in Yom Kippur, they read 200 excuses. Every one of them. I didn't honor my parents. Yes, I did. <laughs> Honoring my parents. You know how hard it is to honor my parents? They're not normal people. If I had normal parents, I'd honor them. Yes. Oh, yes, I ate non-kosher. I mean, what do you expect? That's how I grew up. What, what, what should I do? Oh, yeah, I didn't keep Shabbat the right. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, my business is a very big business. I mean, what, what can I do? It's not for me. You understand? That's, that's what most people do. They read. They say, yeah, I did it, I did it, I did it. But it's all excused. That means you don't take responsibility. That's what Adam did. He said he ate. But it wasn't my fault. All Hashem wanted from Adam was to say, I did it. My fault. And then, everything would have changed. The mistake of Adam is not that he ate. It's that he wasn't able to admit. That's the first story in the Torah. And by the way, it's also the second story. Hashem tells Cain, after he killed his brother, Tell me, Cain, where is Hevel, your brother? Hashem doesn't know where Hevel's brother is. So he asked you, he killed him. He says, where is he? Vayomer, lo yadati. I don't know. Hashomer anochi. Am I my brother's keeper? All Hashem wanted from him was to say, I made a mistake. And he couldn't do it. The first two stories in the Torah are about people that couldn't own up to their mistake. They took a moment of ashreh. They took a gold medal moment. It was all set up for them. And the Yetzirah convinced them that this is terrible to admit. It's going to lower you. It's going to embarrass you. Unbelievable. Like, it's like telling the Olympic runner. Don't win the race because they're going to put a gold medal on you. It's very embarrassing. So it's like, like what are, you, are you silly? That's the sign that I won. It's beautiful. There's a, there's a, there was a man mentioned in the, in the Nabi, in Melachim, his name is Hiel Bet HaEli, from the family of the Eli. Hiel was his name. What's special about this man? When they destroyed Yericho, so there was a, a, I don't know, a decree, a proclamation, a prophecy, I don't know what. Yeshua says, you're not allowed to rebuild Yericho. Can't rebuild it. And the one who builds it is going to lose his children. Hiel comes. 
and starts to build it. It starts to put in the foundation. His first born dies. Stop, right? No. It says he started to build the city. This Hiel. Be'yamav says the Pasuk in his days. Bana Hiel bet ha'eli et Yericho. He built Yericho in his days. Ba'abiram bechoro. You said that. He lost his first child, Abiram, when he put the foundation. And his youngest, his name is Segu, when he made the doors, in other words, he finished the doors going the less, he lost his youngest. Kidvar Adonai, exactly what Hashem said. Whatever Yoshua Benun said, exactly what happened. Now imagine this man, he lost his first son. He knows he's going against what, what Yoshua said, what Hashem told him. Okay, he has the courage. You lose your first son, you stop. He continued all his kids. He lost one after the other. He lost all his children. And when he finished the city, he lost the last one. And he said to himself, what is going on with this man? Just stop the project. My dear friends, we're this guy. If you take on a project, it becomes your pride. It becomes who you are. You can't stop. Because stopping means the project I took on. You can just imagine in his days, El was saying to his friends, come on. That's so silly. What Yoshua said, come on. That doesn't make sense. What does it matter if we rebuild it? It's a new place, it's a new city. Well, it's because it's on the same ground. We're going to make high rises. We're going to make all types of beautiful things. Oh, it's situated in a very nice place. We're going to rebuild it. He was going campaigning. He made drawings. He did all types of things. He sold it. And now... He realizes something is wrong, but he can't admit it. Because admitting would mean getting up and saying, I was wrong. I couldn't do it. Bet he lost, he lost his children, lost his family because of it. And I'm going to tell you, we also lose our children. And we also lose our family. Not like he did physically. But we lose their, their growth. We don't allow them to grow when we don't say that we made a mistake. And by the way, a person who doesn't make a mistake, from one thing to the other. Because you can't admit, so you make up a lie. Now that you catch you on this lie, make another lie. And you end up in all... Why? Because you can't admit. To that. I'm just going to end off. I'm going to tell you. I saw a story. Years ago, this probably took place about 30 years ago. There was a rabbi left, he was in Florida, and now he's in Israel. He lived in, he lived in Florida, and he says that one time, during Minhan Arbid in, in Florida, a lot of the shuls, especially by the Ashkenazim, they pray Minhan, they take a 10-15 minute break, and they pray Arbid. During those 10-15 minutes, they say Dvar Torah. So a fellow came in, he wanted to pray Arbit. He had a Yotzai, and uh, was looking for a Minyan. So he walks in, he sees they just finished Minha, and the rabbi gets up to give the 
some halachot. Okay, he's stuck, he's sending it. The rabbi gets up and that day he talks about the halachot of borer on Shabbat. Borer means you're not allowed to choose on Shabbat if you have on your plate something good or something no good. You can't take out the no good out of your plate. You, let's say you have rice and peas and you don't like the peas and they're mixed with your rice. You're not allowed to take the peas and put it off the plate. Can't do that. There's, there's a way to do it in a kosher way. Certain ways you can't do it. Borer. Choosing on Shabbat. One of the 39 melachot on Shabbat. Fine. This guy is listening. The halachot of Borer. He never heard of Borer. <laughs> What's Borer? Taking this out of that. He comes to the rabbi after. As the rabbi, I just want to tell you. What you spoke about tonight is absolutely ridiculous. He says... There's no such thing as Borel. He says, I'm Shomer Shabbat. My father was Shomer Shabbat. My grandpa was Shomer Shabbat. We never heard of Borel. You know how people think that? We never saw that. When did you become the master of the Mesorah, the tradition? You know, when a great person says, I didn't see something, that is worthwhile to know. How could it be in all your life of being an Eved Hashem, in a hundred years of being around great people, you never saw that. That's a good proof. But if a guy hasn't been around great people his whole life and says, you know, I never saw that. So what? It's not our custom. You never ever say that? Yeah. Oh, it's not our minhad. Why? Who, who told you that? How do you know? What education did you have to be able to make such a declaration? You haven't opened a book in 30 years. And is that our custom? This man couldn't handle it. How could it be? He Shomer Shabbat his whole life. And yet, he never heard of Borer. Must be. There's no Borer. Because saying that there is Borer means that he was Mehalel Shabbat for 30 years. Not so easy. Very hard for a person to admit but it's something beautiful. I told you a story a few weeks ago. I don't know if I said it here. It's a beautiful story about a woman, a religious woman, an observer woman in Houston, Texas. A couple was visiting Houston, Texas and for some reason, somehow, they called her to be staying by her for Shabbat, to be a guest. She told them yes. They came in. They brought a they brought her a uh, gift right before Shabbat, Friday afternoon. They come into the house. They tell her, thank you so much. Really appreciate you took us in. To see her the gift. She opens it up. It's a beautiful plat platter. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to use it tonight for Shabbat. So they tell her, no, no, you can't use it. We didn't dip it yet. She says, you didn't dip it. Dip it where? She says, in the mikveh. You didn't dip it in the mikveh. Why would you have to dip it in the mikveh? What do you mean? You don't know the halakha? Halakha says that if a person buys any kind of eating vessel, a pot, a plate, fork, knife, cup, you have to dip it before you're allowed to use it. You can't use it till you dip it. So then, we can't use it tonight. Says, okay, so I won't use it tonight. And then they realize, wait, all done. He said, 
So wait. So I never heard about dipping. That means everything in this house is not dipped. So she says, so So what should I do? It's all to listen. Do you have any paper plates? Do you have any uh, aluminum? She says, yes. It took the food out of the pots, put it in the loom, because Allah says, as long as you're eating from them, it's okay. Even if it was cooked, let's say, in a pot, if you're eating from it now, it's okay. Yes, even if it wasn't dip, it was done already. So as long as now you're eating from them in the right kind of vessel, you're okay. So they took, right before Shabbat, they went, took all the food, or everything, and they put it in tins or in paper plates, and that's how they had their Shabbat. What a, what a beautiful reaction. What would another person do in that case? Ah, what are you talking about? What was this dip? What, are you t- what dipping? People dip. They put, they put pots in dipping. What, what, what kind of thing is that? This woman, what a beautiful thing. Oh, really? I didn't know about that. I didn't heard about that. So what should I do? That is the right reaction. A person makes changes in their life. He is admitting, yes, he is. When you make a change in your life, you're admitting that till now, you did it wrong in that area. Yes. But instead of saying, like the Yisrael tells you, oh, you should be so embarrassed. The opposite. Ashred, you're getting a gold medal. You're doing something beautiful. Even beyond what you're doing good for yourself in this area, you're teaching your children something so much more than just the Shabbat that you took on or the learning that you started to do or anything that you've upgraded in your life. We are in this world, we're called Adam. Why is it called Adam? We come from the Adama. Adam Arishon called us Adam, we come from the earth. What a, what a weird name to call us. Everything comes from the earth. Trees come from the earth. Animals come from the earth. We all grow from the earth. What's special about Adam? One great rabbi says, he says the earth, you look at it, it looks like nothing. But from the earth grows Trees, fruits, vegetables, flowers, grows meat, dairy, wool, grows leather. The earth is so rich. It grows humans. It grows eyes. Everything comes on the earth. The earth, you look at it, it looks like nothing, a piece of dirt. But meanwhile, it's the most rich. The richest item probably on the planet is the soil. Adam says, you, Adam... Adam is come from the Adama because we, like the soil, may look like we're simple, but we're supposed to constantly evolve spiritually, constantly grow. That's what a human is all about. A human is here to grow, to constantly change. And as you grow and change, the world becomes so much more beautiful. It's energy when you change. Change is wonderful. It's energetic. It means you own your life. When you don't change your life, it means you're just riding the stream. You're just following whatever you did or whatever other people are doing. When you change, it means you own your life. It means you are the master of your decisions. It's beautiful to change. And by the way, we're always changing. You're either changing up or you're changing down. There's no such thing as a person staying stagnant. Either you're going up or you're going down. Fortunate is the person who recognizes where the truth is, where the good is, 
and elevates themselves and takes a medal for admitting. No, no, not that you're not admitting. You are admitting. Yes, you're admitting and talk about it. Don't just hide and say, oh, I have to admit. No, no. Take it as a pride. It's your gold medal in life. And for the people around you, Ashrecha, fortunate are you if you're ready to admit your mistakes in life. Have a wonderful day.